We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Megan Olson and Alex McElberg of Megan Olson Homes. Megan Olson is obviously the team lead of Megan Olson Homes, and Alex McElberg is her director of client experience. Today, we are going to talk about the concept of the 12-week year, all about goal setting and what that looks like. And so we're so excited to have you here. We can't wait to dive right in. Megan has been an agent since October of 2015, so she's kind of seen what's worked, hasn't worked, and we're excited to see how she applies this goal setting method to real estate. Well, welcome, guys. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're so excited. So the reason why we really wanted to talk to you guys about the 12-week year is because I remember seeing it on um, Instagram. Yeah, your social media that you guys were doing like vision boards and stuff like that. And I just had to know what that was all about. So we'll just dive right into the questions. That sounds good. So can you explain to us kind of like what the 12-week year means to you as individuals and then why you chose to do it together as a team? Well, um, I'm part of a business book club and I really enjoyed being a part of that book club, um, over the past five years because it gets me reading more. Um, and we just happened to be reading this book. Um, and I also, apparently Keller Williams has kind of adopted the 12 week year concept as well. So it just flowed really nicely, um, into our business plans, um, And for me, what the 12-week year really means is just kind of focusing more on execution and just being very purposeful with your, with your time and your goals. Absolutely. To me, as an individual, it means accountability. Like honestly, and truly the only thing that's ever stopping you from achieving any sort of goal is your willingness to like embrace personal accountability obviously accountability it can be super uncomfortable at times um but totally. i think this yeah like i like ooh, it makes me so uncomfy but the <laughs> i think in this book isn't so much about like having somebody else hold you accountable it's more about like looking internally and realizing that accountability is really speaking to your character and that you need to be accountable to yourself to get things done So that's been the biggest thing for me as an individual that it's changed the most, I would say, as a team. Kind of like what Megan said, it's intentionality. Like being intentional in my eyes is the most like important thing to be successful as a team or as an individual, whatever. But understanding that you can't control things that have happened in the past, you can't control what's going to happen in the future. You really only have control of what happens right now. So I think that to be successful with the 12 week model, you have to like learn and embrace that you're living in the moment and that there are going to be things that aren't going to get done. Like there are going to be certain things that you have to choose to not focus on because it's not going to help you get closer to achieving your vision. And that's another really uncomfortable thing is knowing that there are going to be certain things that aren't a priority And in the book, they call it, um, I think they call it intentional imbalance, but that's been a really interesting concept to work through as well. Like, I think naturally people 
want to get everything done and try to put as much on yes. their plate as they can. When in reality, a lot of those things are not helping you get towards towards whatever vision you're trying to achieve. Is this the first time both of you have done this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I've done goal setting in the past, but like Megan had mentioned, Keller is kind of moving over towards this 12-week model, but previously it had been a one three five and a four one one and a whole bunch of other numbers that yes. really honestly didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I never felt confident when I was setting my goals that they were actually intentional, like I would be able to be intentional about them and that they were achievable or even like measurable goals. I kind of was just doing it because I had to, to be honest. And I think <laughs> this model was the first one that I actually truly wanted to set goals because it made sense to me. Like there's nothing like groundbreaking in the book. It's just the most like clear, concise, like easy method to follow as far as goal setting goes. And did you guys do yeah. it for professional and personal? Mm-hmm. We did. Yep. Yep. We did. So mm -hmm. I want to ask Megan specifically as an agent, I love this idea of intentional imbalance because like I'm totally the type of person that would love to just like spend all day like doing something that does not push the needle forward just because it's like what I find <laughs> fun. Um, but as an agent, like what was something that you feel like you had to cut back on to really be able to focus on like what moves the needle forward? Um, I mean, so a big thing that changed for me last year was actually hiring Alex. Um, and so to read this book and also have this kind of newer hire, me and Alex kind of took last year to really come up with the flow and, and how we work with each other. And then we read this book together and I just think it tied everything together. Um, so for me, it helped being able to have that kind of imbalance kind of helped a little bit too, because I had someone that I can leverage some of that stuff that I felt still needed to get done, but wasn't really um, something that I should be handling anymore. Um, and I know some agents really struggle with kind of letting go of control in their business. Um, I will say it was somewhat easier for me to leverage some of that stuff. And I, I know for sure a big part of that is because I made such a great hire in Alex. Um, and there's just kind of that trust there. So, so for me, I just, I feel like, yeah, there's still things throughout my day, um, that Alex, you know, can't leverage out and that I, I do have to put on the back burner, but I will say having Alex and, and having that trust and, and having a good hire and being able to leverage out some of that stuff helped me way more with that intentional imbalance because it is really hard to be like, Oh my gosh, there's all these things that I have to get done. And they all seem very equally as important. And the truth is they're not all equally as important and we do have to prioritize um, but it is obviously super helpful knowing that some of that stuff can still get done and off my plate so I can focus on the more important items so I just realized so to help our listeners out a little bit can you guys explain what the 12-week year is sure um, so basically the 12-week year in in the shortest way to explain it possible is a new way of thinking about goal setting. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, and, and I will say this has been my biggest struggle, and I just started rereading the 12-week year so I can dive a little bit deeper into it, highlight it, make notes. But they basically want us all to stop with the annual thinking, the annualized thinking and annual goal setting. And for whatever reason, 
we've always, it's been kind of instilled in, in our brains that like, okay, we have this, I mean, think about like your new year's resolu- resolutions, even, you know, people that aren't even business focused, but it's everything's okay. A new year. Woo. Like what are our goals for the new year? And we set up these goals for a whole year. And they really, in the book, it really talks about how much that can kind of set us up for failure, this annualized way of thinking. Because if we fail, even the first couple months in the year, we can easily brush that off and say, well, whatever. I mean, we still have 10 more months that we can catch up. Um, So it really wants us to stop goal setting in in an annualized structure and do it more in a 12-week structure so that we have this more sense of urgency because what happens with the annualized goal setting is then all of a sudden we're in the fourth quarter and what are we all doing? Oh my gosh, we're frantic. Now we have to catch up because we fell behind and we thought we had all this time and now we're in the fourth quarter. And then we all see it in every, in every business out there, people do amazing in their fourth quarter quarter typically. Right. I mean, they, they just, you know, pull all, all the stops because they realize, there's a sense of urgency. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the end of the year. I need to meet my goal. And so they, they really push forward. Or you see the exact opposite. I'm so far behind that I'm giving up on this goal altogether. Yeah, it gets paralyzing. So, yeah. So the 12-week year really um, wants people to start goal setting in a 12-week year mindset. Like, what can you get done in, in a 12-week period versus... Um, a 12 month period. And it really within the book does say that it's very important to have kind of the 13th week after your 12 week goal has, you know, your first 12 week goal has been completed. Um, It wants you to take kind of that 13th week to um, self reflect, celebrate, um, kind of regather your thoughts and, and gear up for your, your second 12 week um, goal. So it's, I don't know. It's a totally different program, but like I said, that's why it really hyper focuses on um, accountability, um, being purposeful, and most importantly, action. Taking action instead of just planning, 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 and, and just kind of it, it prohibits you brushing things off. Totally. So, um, how much time then? Because like you're talking about like these goals. Like, did you? how much time did you take to like figure out what these goals were broken down after for 12 weeks? Like, did you, okay, I'm going to rephrase this question because it's kind of a two pronged yeah. question, but are you taking like your year long goal? Like, let's say, and you're taking 12 months and you're turning into 12 weeks or are you setting just like quarterly goals, but breaking them down more specifically? That's we- a really good question. And, and then that's another reason why I'm diving back into the book because I'm like, did we do this right? You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> because I think it's just, it's a totally different way of thinking. And I'm, I've been writing goals even before I got into real estate. Like I used to be a, a special education teacher. So I, I, I'm so used to writing goals. Um, but it's just a totally different way to write goals. And it really is hard to shift your mindset into this 12 week setting. So I am re, re, diving into the book to make sure that we did it right. But basically to answer your question, I would answer that yes and. Um, and what I mean by that is we basically did break it down into quarters because if you think of 12 weeks, I mean that is a quarter. Um, but before we did any of our goal setting, me and Alex spent quite a bit of time collecting all of our data from 
the past few years, um, obviously hyper-focusing on last year and taking all of that, that data and that information and breaking it down and, and really diving into what, um, what habits we, we notice through those, those years that I've been in real estate. Like what, what does each quarter look like mm-hmm. um, in order for us to come up with very purposeful 12-week goals? Um, so yes, every 12-week goal totally um, is directly linked to that, our, our big annual goal. <laughs> and I don't know if that's really the intention of the 12-week goal because, again, in the back of my mind, I still have that year goal in mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we did do it that way. Um, and it's quarter goals based off of all the data that we collected. So it's very purposeful. So to piggyback? Hard- oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think the hardest thing for us was Picking like, so when we set our annual goal, we were like, okay, great. And it felt super overwhelming when we looked at that annual goal, which is the actual purpose of this book is to not feel super overwhelmed by your annual goal. But when we took that annual goal and then looked at what our quarterly goal was, okay, great. But then picking what like our actual like specific, measurable, realistic action items were, that was the hardest part of the goal planning because we were like, Megan would say something, and I'm like, well, how is that measurable? <laughs> and then she'd be like, oh, okay, never mind, let's try that again. Like, it was hard to work through actual, like, specific things that we could do in those 12 weeks that are going to move that needle forward. And I think that when you hyper focus on 12 weeks and, okay, we have 12 weeks to complete this goal, you are being a lot more intentional about the action items that you're doing in those 12 weeks. And it's a very different way. Of thinking and it was it took us a little bit to work through what our high priority items were going to be and to be honest it was easier for I personally think it was easier for our personal goals than it was for our business goals mm-hmm. um but it, it definitely is a lot different and it did take us some time and we're still obviously like a, the biggest thing too in the book is talking about like adjusting like you're able to like adjust your goals like they're not like set in stone and I think when people look at at setting an annual goal, they're like, okay, this is the goal. This is it. Like, we're not going to look look at it throughout the year and adjust our goal. And in the 12-week book, they talk about it is okay to adjust your goals as you're going along. So so is March, like, being around the corner here? And, you know, Megan, you were talking about, like, that fourth quarter, either everyone hits it or, you know, like dials back is do you guys feel like in your 12 week goal like oh my gosh we have all this stuff that we need to do in the next four weeks <laughs> or are you like okay good we've set ourselves up we actually um followed our or the measurable goals or accountability or are you just like oh gosh here we go we gotta like dial it up <laughs> no it's a great question um no I'm freaking out um I but, but I but I'm always I'm always freaking out I mean if you ask Alex she's like you need to calm down um but it, it's really yeah I mean it, I'm not where I wanted to be in the first quarter um I do put a lot of pressure on myself and and it's nice to have kind of somebody who um like I'm the kite in the sky just kind of flying crazy and just like, you know, I've got these really high expectations and Alex grounds me, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, for right now I'm feeling the pressure for sure, but that's also, it's probably another reason why it pushed me to, you know, a couple weeks ago to, to relook at this book and, and dive deeper into the details mm-hmm. and just make sure that we are setting ourselves up for success. Um, a big piece of that, that 
I find to be very helpful for myself personally is kind of like this um, consequence system that me and Alex have established as well. Um, you know, a big part of an act of action item for me is, is kind of hitting the contacts that I want to hit, you know, every week. And if I don't, you know, we have a consequence that I, I give Alex a hundred dollars if I don't, I, if I don't hit it. And um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to do that. So as much as Alex wants me, wants us, our team to obviously um, succeed, he's like, Oh, I could use an uh, extra hundred dollars, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And it doesn't feel good. And I've had to, I've had to pay, I've had to pay her before. I mean, and it doesn't feel good, but it's a great reminder to just be held accountable and, and that's kind of what, what this whole process is about. But yes, I mean, right now I'm feeling like we're a little bit behind. But like I said, I also know, and we've had good conversations, I know what my rhythm is. And, I, and I've, I've seen my habits now that we took the time to look at all of my numbers through not just last year, but the years ahead. And how I've set myself up for the first quarter. Does it shock me that we aren't absolutely hitting my goal for this first quarter? No. Because by the time we read this book, I mean, if you think about real estate, the the actions that you do in one month, you're you're going to see those actions in the. It's going to take a couple months before you see those actions. Typically, like it's kind right. of a domino effect, right. Right? right? So I'm not super surprised. Am I a little anxious about it? Of course, but that's just that's me. So, well, and I think too the first twelve weeks. And even getting started and this completely different way of thinking is the hardest. And yep. because you want immediate gratification, you want, <laughs> there's an immediate change in the way that things are going, but that's not realistic. Um, we might try to do too much or fall back into old habits or we miss one action item and we're like, oh crap, and just give up. Like that's a natural thing that happens when you're setting goals is that, and that's looking at an annual goal that happens more frequently where you have a bad week or you miss something and then you just give up because you're so far behind. So I think the first 12 weeks and we kind of knew that going into this new way of thinking that it w the first 12 weeks were probably going to be pretty tough. And um, like Megan said, whatever happened was a result, like whatever happened in the first quarter already needed to have started happening three months ago. So I'm really excited to see in three months, all the actions that we were doing in the first mm -hmm. 12 weeks of this year, how they're going to how we're going to benefit from that in three months from now. So yep. it's all keeping things into perspective. And like Megan said, sometimes she is a, a kite in the sky, but <laughs> I, that I, I just, for me, I know, I know that we set a goal that yes, it was a lofty goal for the year, but it also is a doable goal. We looked back at our data. We set the goal based off of what we've done in the past. So we know we can do it. And so I'm just a big, like, let's just do it instead of talking about like all the things that we miss, like we just have to keep moving forward and keep pushing that needle forward. And um, we're going to look back in October and be like, Oh my gosh, like this has been awesome. Instead of being in October and feeling so far off pace for the year. Yes. Yeah. And like you guys said, you know, you asked, did we do personal goals? We did. I mean, and part of mine was, you know, of course, just kind of healthy habits, things like that. Um, uh, and, and breaking that down, I've also been doing sit-ups, you know, pretty frequently too, as part of my personal goal. And I don't have my six-pack yet. Do, do I give up on that goal? No. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going to come to fruition as long as you keep at it. Um, 
there just needs to be enough time to to let all your actions accumulate. So what was more difficult, setting your personal or business goals? Because I feel like sometimes personal, you're like, oh, I really have to take a deep dive, like look into myself. Um, so what was more difficult setting and what is more um, difficult achieving? Or what do you say it's a balance? I think for me, I thought that the business goal was actually um, trickier. Um, and I think, and I think the reason that I feel that way is just because, like I said, we were so intentional and so purposeful with those business goals because, so it took a lot more time. It took a lot more time to gather all the data, to gather all the information, to go through it all and analyze it all. So I just felt like it seemed trickier to do the business ones just because we, a lot more went into it where the personal ones, it takes a little bit more self-reflection um, on your personal life. And, and I mean, yes, that takes time and, 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 and that can be difficult within itself. But, um, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was, um, harder to do the business ones. And I, and I purposely chose a personal one that I, I knew would also benefit business. I think that if you're working on your personal life and it's something meaningful and it's going to make you happier and healthier and a better version of yourself, that's going to naturally um, seep into your all, all areas sure. of your life, B- sure. business, friendships, relationships, everything. So um, I, I was super excited to do the, the, the personal one. And I was so willing to, to do that self-reflection because I knew it would help all areas of my life. So I'll go the opposite way. Um, <laughs> I think it was, Well, I think it was easier for me to set personal goals because I know constantly that there are things that I could work on, you know, and it wasn't hard to set business goals because we had like our unit goal, our our volume goal, whatever. So to break those up, it was really easy for me. It's been harder to execute my personal goals because not like I know that they would benefit me in other areas, but being on a team and setting a business goal. I don't want to let that other person down. So I'm going to work my butt off to make sure that we achieve those goals versus my personal goals where, oh, I got up at seven instead of six. Like it's easier for me sometimes to brush off those personal goals. And mm-hmm. maybe that's just my personality type is that I tend, I mean, I'm a mother, so I tend to put other people in front of myself. But I think that it's been easier for me to stay on pace with those, those business goals because I know I have another person who is also like a part of those goals too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which ties back into that accountability thing. Like that's what's also so powerful about doing this as a team, I feel like. Um, so I know one of the main steps of the 12-week year is to schedule time for deep work, um, which I think is can be hard as a real estate agent because like, you know, a bright, shiny object, like sale, anybody in sales, it's like you go <laughs> after, you know, I feel like it's hard to, you know, hone in. Um, but as a real estate agent, Megan, what, do you get done during this like deep work time? Like what would you consider your deep work time? Um, I mean, even as I was diving back into the book, I guess, like what did you guys, like what are you referring to as deep work when you're asking that question? Because I know it's like, yeah, like taking time to like really focus in and like do like um, uninterrupted work. Okay, yeah. So for me, I think in those moments, I'm trying to think of which ones are the most beneficial. I think that the actionable deep work would be um, 
would be, you know, doing the work that probably makes me feel a little bit more uncomfortable, but knowing that it's the most important and imperative, which tends to be um, kind of um, building, maintaining those relationships that I built, those client relationships. Now that can look totally different, whether I'm calling them and checking in on them and just kind of, you know, staying in touch with them that way. Or like me and Alex just recently did um, a client event. We really, really love doing events for our clients. That obviously takes a certain amount of energy to plan. Um, and, and, um, and then when the event takes place, you know, there's, it's very purposeful too. Right. Um, so for me, I think that the dig deep moments on the actionable items are probably going to be just maintaining those relationships, making those calls, um, and, and providing myself specific time throughout each day to do that work. Um, but I will, I just want to also add on another very big beneficial to deep work for me that I think um, benefits me both personally and in my business, I've always found to be very important, is my morning routine. Um, if you start your morning routine um, very purposeful, I think that it sets the tone for your whole day. So I've been trying to be very intentional with my morning routine. And I, I do consider that to be like a dig deep moment too, because it's not just about like getting yourself ready for the day. I mean, that's only a small component of it. I try to leave myself enough time to journal um, and really think about the things that I'm grateful for and write those down and be intentional about those um, exercise, um, eating right. Um, and, and then looking at my goals and um, my daily and weekly planning for the whole week and, and just reflecting on, on what I have to get done today and reprioritizing. Um, that I think is a very imperative part of my day is just that morning routine and, and, and being consistent with that. Do you do the most uncomfortable thing first? Like after, um, or I didn't use to, um, I didn't use to, I remember going to this training event when I was a teacher even, and they talked about, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term, like um, eating, eating your frog. Um, And it sounds like such a crazy concept, but like, obviously nobody wants to eat a frog, but their, their whole, their whole meaning behind that is um, get, get the thing that seems like the most miserable out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took me a long time to to actually do that. Like I got the concept behind it, but I was totally one of those people that are like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And I think that we really trick ourselves into believing we're going to get to it by the end of the day. Um, but then what happens? Anything could happen, especially in real estate. I mean, uh-huh. this, I mean, the buyers are crazy. They're, they're going to call at any moment and they want to see this house as quickly as possible. So now all of a sudden, oops, sorry, couldn't get to this. I mean, I have to bring my buyer out. There's always an excuse. So, um, I got, I would say probably within the last two years, I got a lot better at doing the uncomfortable thing first, knowing that typically that uncomfortable thing is the most important thing to get done. That's why I always feel like, um, when I talk to a lot of real estate agents, they hate lead generating. And so that's why like, I know (laughs) Keller too, like they always say like, do that first thing in the morning to get that out of the way, because if you you know, if that's your one thing that makes you uncomfortable or dislike the most, do it first mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. And I think that one thing to add on to that, you're right. Every agent, I, I don't think I've met a certain agent where they were like, 
oh my god it's my favorite i love lead generating yes, I love um calling people nonstop. yeah like i love when people hang up on me it's, it's beautiful um no i think that i think one thing that to keep in mind is i think that if you can make something that's uncomfortable to you uh and try to pull some of the uncomfortableness out of it then that's going to help you the most in the long run right um so what i mean by that is it so for instance i totally feel comfortable doing like videos on social media there's agents out there that that is so cringeworthy to them like don't force yourself to do something that is completely uncomfortable to you if you're unwilling to do a social media video find a different avenue right i mean okay, then go door knock or, or go make 10 extra calls, whatever you feel more comfortable with. I really believe that if you're putting yourself in a position that's uncomfortable, then you're not being authentic. And people can truly feel if you're being inauthentic. Um, so I'm a big believer in that too. I mean, we none of us are going to love lead generation, but um, find, find the avenue that works best for you and speaks best to you and, and try to be as authentic as possible in it. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I love the idea of how your mindset really is just like as important to work on as it is like to do the physical work, you know? I think that's something that people forget. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big believer in that. Um, and I've, I've been in real estate now for, I, I believe this is my sixth year. I, I feel like I should probably know exactly, but <laughs> I started out on a, a team and now I'm a, you know, I'm, I have my own team. Um, but uh, naturally, when, when you're an agent that's succeeding, other agents come to you and they're like, what are you doing? Like, how do you, you know? Um, and it's hard for me because I'm, I've always been a big believer in the mindset piece of things. I think that that's the foundation of success is, is your mindset. So that's why I'm a, that's why I mentioned kind of the morning routine. I mean, that has everything to do with mindset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, starting your day on the, on uh, the right foot. Um, I, I've seen myself be the most successful when my mind is right. And that gets tricky sometimes. Cause I think sometimes we feel like we can't control that piece. Like, you know, we all have personal lives and how, how that might impact our, our mindset is, is tricky sometimes. And navigating that is tricky sometimes. But I think that um, if, if, an agent is ever having a hard time, they should really take a moment to take some, some time to take care of themselves. And I think that I, I do, I do believe that things would naturally turn around for them. Mindset is huge in this business. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, I just one last question kind of to like wrap things up. I'm just curious, like candidly, like what's the hardest part of the 12 week year? <laughs> um, the 12, I, the hardest part, for I would me, probably that immediate gratification, like you just like <laughs> super pumped up about like, oh, we just did like a new way to set our goals. And then you're in almost March and you're like, mm, well, uh, <laughs> um, what? I mean, things feel different because we feel it's not as overwhelming to be like, okay, we have to hit X, like XYZ. Like we know that we ha have an attainable goal, but I think everybody wants that immediate gratification. We mm -hmm. want to see immediately that something has changed and we know something has changed, but we're not, like you said, in real estate, like things don't like immediately happen. Like things take time. Um, so I think that's probably the hardest thing is that we were like super pumped up January 1st. And then <laughs> we're like, Oh, like this is going to take some time. And for us to adjust our goals and to 
kind of become pros at setting 12 week goals because we've been so used to setting annual goals. It's a lot different. Are yeah. you, are you, and allowed, I, Oh, sorry. Are you oh, allowed to no. take one of your goals from the like first quarter? Are you allowed to, if you didn't achieve it, put it on the second quarter for your new 12 week or yeah. are yeah. they like, you know, no, I don't know. I don't know if we're not allowed to, but we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I we're we're de- yeah, we're definitely going to take that 13th week and reflect back on our our first 12 weeks and okay, did we make our goal? Did we not make it? How far off were we? Kind of like take take that week to really reflect on that. But of course, we've already we've already talked about if we don't make it, we're, we're we are going to add that onto, and we'll have to readjust our our um, second 12 weeks year Mm -hmm. so um we we've already kind of established that now if the the book may not agree (laughs) agree with us but that's (laughs) that's kind of we're allowing ourselves to do that yes awesome well you guys i'm gonna be honest with you so i haven't read the book but it's coming in the mail today it gets delivered today i'm not i'm not even kidding i'm so excited to read this um and then we'll just have to follow up i guess for quarter two i want to hear I want to hear how it goes for you. Yeah. And hear like what you learned in the last or what you learned mm-hmm. and like how then the second 12 week year <laughs> um, changed for you. So thank yep. you guys so much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. 